I invite you to remain standing as you are able as we read from God's holy word for us this morning that comes to us from Matthew's gospel. We are continuing our worship series, putting out the welcome mat, and today we are talking about welcoming children. And so we have a wonderfully familiar scripture today uh, from these words of Jesus. Let us, let us receive these words from Matthew's gospel this morning. The children were being brought to him, to Jesus, in order that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. May God add blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of this portion of God's holy word. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Again, it is a joy to be with all of you in worship this morning for Back to School Sunday. Um, and as we find ourselves uh, in the midst of this sermon series, I'm so excited about it. Um, we know that the new school year is a time when a lot of people are um, seeking to find places to belong, families of faith to which to belong. And so um, we are trying to put out the welcome mat um, as a church family and are so thankful uh, for your presence as we do. Let's turn to God in a word of prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Children pick up on a lot more than adults often give them credit for. Whether it is picking up on words that adults say that perhaps they might not want the children to pick up on, or maybe they pick up on tensions in a household or celebrations that are going on, the moods that surround them. Children pick up on a lot. And when it comes to the church, and when it comes to life, the experiences that we have as children, those words, those feelings that we pick up on, that we experience, can have an impact on us long, long into our lives. I remember as a child, being welcomed into the life of the church. Um, my church, my family, uh, went to a couple of different churches growing up, but in both of those churches, I felt like I, I had a place to belong. I felt welcomed. I felt like I had a place in God's home. I remember the very first time that my parents taught me about putting an offering in the offering plate, and they said, your, your quarter that is taken from your allowance makes a difference in the life of the church. I remember holding an acolyte, uh, uh, holding a candle lighter as an acolyte, knowing that I was making a difference in the life of the church, singing in front of the church, knowing that my voice was contributing to God's music and God's work. But more than any of the things that I did, I knew that I, as a person, was welcome in the church. That I had a place 
alongside and as a part of the people of God. And that has stuck with me so many years. A lot of people, though, don't have that experience. As children, they may be taught that their questions about life or faith aren't valid, that their curiosities about why things are the way that they are in the world are dismissed. I have a friend who went to a leader in her church once and told them that she felt the call to ministry and in that church she was told that she couldn't do that, that she must be wrong because she's a woman and God wouldn't call a woman into ministry. She felt like she had no place in the church and that stuck with her for a very long time. As children, we pick up on things that grown-ups say and grown-ups do. And the way that we as a church and we as the people of God embrace children or don't matters greatly for their life down the road, their life of faith, their life with God. It is one of the reasons why as United Methodist pastors, when we are asked our questions before the annual conference, when we are getting ready to be commissioned as pastors, we are asked 12 questions. We make 12 promises on what we are going to do as leaders of the church. And one of those 12 promises out of all of the things that we could be asked to promise to do as leaders of God's holy church one of those 12 things is that we are asked if we will diligently instruct the children in every place. What we say to our children matters. How children feel when they come into the house of God, when they are part of the family of God, it matters deeply. And it doesn't matter just for the children but it matters for all of us as well. Because Jesus says that it is to those such as these, it is to the children that the kingdom of heaven belongs. In another part of the gospel, Jesus says that unless you have the faith of a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot experience the fullness of God's presence if you don't have the faith that a child has. Now, there's a lot that has been said and written and talked about as far as what this means exactly. But I have found in my 10 years of ministry and in my time in the church before that, that when it comes to the faith of children, there are a few key things that all of us grown-ups can learn. One is that kids have a lot of questions. Kids, children are often not hindered like we adults are with the fear or anxiety about not being smart enough or not knowing all of the right answers. Children just ask. They have this abundant curiosity for knowledge and for learning. Whereas as we grow older, oftentimes we think that we have to have all of the right answers. That we have to have assuredness when it comes to life or to faith. That we have to always get everything right. We can learn from the curiosity of our young people. 
We can learn to ask questions, to not be afraid of God teaching us new things that can impact our life and our faith. We can also learn from children the ability to not have to do everything on our own. Because despite the fact that as we grow older, we become more independent, we learn how to brush our teeth, we learn how to walk, we learn how to do these different things as children and as youth, that we can become more independent, but still we are always reliant on grown-ups to help us. As grown-ups, we often want to be self-reliant, to feel like we have to do everything on our own, whether it comes to life or whether it comes to faith. We're hesitant to ask for help. We're hesitant to trust in God's ability to lead us and to guide us. Children can teach us a lot about what it means to have faith, about what it means to seek after something that we don't fully understand or comprehend. Children can teach us a lot about joy. I love each and every Sunday hearing the sounds of children singing along, whether they know the words to our songs or not, singing joyously and loudly. We as adults sometimes feel hindered by our lack of ability to sing, by not knowing the words all too well. The joy that children experience when something exciting happens, when they feel passionate, we as grown-ups sometimes feel hindered from expressing joy. There's so much that we can learn. And that is why I believe that Jesus gives children as an example of how our faith should be. And we miss out on that. We miss out on seeing the beauty that children have to teach us if we stop them from coming. A number of years ago, I chaperoned a youth trip a youth group that uh, my parents, uh, a youth group at my parents' church was going on a missions and music trip to the Navajo Nation in Arizona. And I was a chaperone along with a number of other adults. In the daytime, the youth would participate in mission work with the local United Methodist Church on the Navajo Nation the Navajo Reservation, and then in the evenings, they would go to different churches and perform the musical Godspell that they had put together. If you're familiar with Godspell, it is um, a creative rendering of the Gospel of Matthew. There are a number of lessons taught by the character, by the actor playing Jesus, parables that are told and acted out. There are songs that are sung that emphasize the messages of the gospel. And on this particular trip, on the very first night of a performance that we had, um, I was tasked with conducting because the music director, the way that the piano was placed, he couldn't conduct and play the piano. And so he said, Kathleen, I need you to kind of be in charge of the front of the stage. And I said, okay. 
And so as the musicians are playing and the performers are performing, there were some little children in the audience that came up wanting to go onto stage and be a part of what they were seeing. Now, I was a theater major. Um, I grew up knowing theater etiquette, and you don't do that, right? The actors are performing on stage, and you in the audience are simply supposed to watch and experience this. And so we would hold back the children and invite them to go back and sit quietly and watch. Well, at intermission, one of the elders in the church came up to me and he said, in our culture, we don't stop the children. And I said, oh, okay. So as the second act began and continued, the children, like they had in the first act, began to come forward to want to participate in what was going on on stage. And unlike in the first act, we let them go forward. And so as the character, the actor playing Jesus is teaching his disciples and they are gathered around watching, the children gathered around with the other disciple actors and watched as well. They participated in the dancing. They picked up on the choreography and the joy that was there throughout those musical dance numbers. And then in the scene where Jesus is offering his goodbyes, sharing in the last supper that he will have with his disciples. And as one of the disciples sings a song expressing her grief at Jesus's going, expressing her loneliness and isolation as she stood alone in the center of the stage and sang this haunting tune, a little girl went up and held her hand. She didn't want her to be alone. And I, I was so impacted by that yearning to care, that yearning to be a part of the story that was unfolding in front of her. She had heard the messages of Jesus. She had heard the messages of caring for each other and of love that matters. And she wanted to express that in that moment. Unhindered by fears or anxieties about doing or saying the wrong things, she just held out her hand so that this grown-up wouldn't be alone. <laughs> we miss out if we stop the little children from coming. The church over the centuries has often taught that children are to be seen and not heard, right? Or we quarantine or separate out our young people from the rest of the congregation in worship. But it's really important that we as a congregation, old, young, everything in between, are worshiping together. It's really important that we are learning about Jesus together, that we are allowing the grace of God 
to enter into our curiosities and our questions, to enter into our loneliness or our fears, to impact us all together. In welcoming children as Jesus did so many years ago, we experience the grace of God in incredibly profound ways. All of us together. Because children are not just the future of our church. They are our church. Their faith is our faith. A faith of questioning, a faith of curiosity, a faith of joy and of struggle. A faith that welcomes the grace of the one whose grace is for us all. The one who welcomes us all just as we are. No matter the questions or struggles or doubts or fears that we bring with us. Who blesses us as Jesus blessed the children so long ago. Blessing all of us as children of God. So that we can be a blessing to others. So that God's grace can flow through us and around us and within us. And that all who doubt that they are children of God, all who struggle to find a place to belong, can know that they are loved, can know that they are cherished. And as they hear the voice of Jesus, like those children did so long ago, saying, don't stop them. Let them come. Because they are my children. My grace is for them. Let us celebrate today that God's grace is for all of us. Let us learn from the children in our midst so that all can experience the beauty of being welcomed into the arms of Jesus and sharing that welcome with the world. Let's pray. Loving God, we give you thanks that you welcome us just as we are. That in our lives, when we find ourselves burdened by apathy, burdened by questions and doubts and fears and anxieties, as we find ourselves overwhelmed with joy or bursting with celebration, God, may we know that we can come into your presence that we can come into the presence of your people, your children, and experience a grace and a welcome that knows no bounds. I pray, O oh God, that each and every person who is gathered in worship this day may know that you welcome them as they are, that you welcome their questions that you welcome their curiosities, that you welcome their voices, and that they have a place in your presence and in your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray.